Butterflies return someday. Here is We Survive Abuse with Tanya G.J. Prince. Hello, and thank you uh, for listening to the We Survive Abuse uh, podcast. We want to welcome you. My name is Tanya G.J. Prince, and I will be your host and sole speaker for today, actually. Um, you know, I really want to jump right into this because we've got quite a bit to cover, um, but we're going to cover it in the most efficient uh, way that makes the best use of your time. So first, I'm going to read the 20 questions, and then we're going to get into more explanation. Uh, let me just tell you a quick story right before I do that. Um, I've been doing this for 25 years, but I will tell you that the best advice that I got came from my stepfather, who really has no background in, you know, anti-domestic violence work, except, you know, just being him, I guess, and, um, being an elder, so to speak. And, um, he gave me this advice. One day I came by, brought a gentleman through to meet him. And uh, I was giddy. I was in those early stages of love. I was happy. Everything was great. Everything was groovy. And, you know, of course, he's giving me this, you know, knowing glance, uh, knowing look rather like, you know, he's heard it all before, seen it all before. Uh, let's wait and see. So things get quiet. We're sitting on the porch and he says, uh, I just want to ask you. Have you all had your first argument yet? And I, why are you asking me that? And I was pretty defensive, actually. And um, so, you know, I know how to screen folks out. I've been doing this. I, you know, I, I know some stuff. And um, he explained, you know, something I knew. But, I mean, the way he said it, it made more sense. He said, you know, people are really different when they're angry. You know, all this is good. All this is great. It's very pretty. But you have to see people when they're not happy with you, when you're not happy with them. And how do you both act? And I think that's one of the best pieces of advice, relationship advice, I'll say, that I've ever gotten from someone. So let's dive into those questions. Number one, do both of you agree that um, a person should feel heard and feel safe uh, doing an argument. Number two, um, when a person is arguing, is it acceptable um, for them to become someone completely different? You know, everyone gets angry. So is it acceptable? Uh, and and I'm going to tag on to that. Who gets to be angry? Do both parties get to be angry or don't one of you get to be angry? Number three, do your arguments, or should your arguments Make other people around you feel safe, um, safe for you and safe for themselves. Is that important? Does it matter? Um, does your partner think that you or your partner actually, do you both think that name calling and slurs are, you know, that's kind of fair game. If you're fighting, you're just fighting. Is that fair game? Is name calling when you're angry fair game? Are slurs when you're angry fair game? Um, does your partner or do you think that pushing, grabbing, cornering, or even like face-to-face -face yelling is, is fair game in a fight? You know, all's fair in love and war, right? 
What if one of you gets extremely angry and, and now it's, you know, it's, it's at a dangerous point? Do you get to walk away? Is it fair in your relationship to keep someone from walking away if they want to walk away? If they want to leave the relationship, do you feel, no, you should stay and fight it out or argue it out? Or do you feel, no, you should be able to leave? If you leave, how long should you be able to leave? Um, do you stay indefinitely? You know, that type of thing. Um, are there effective ways to calm an argument down if it seems it's about to get heated? Because, you know, some people will say, uh, when I'm mad, I'm just mad and that's it. I'm a Taurus, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hotheaded or I come from this type of family. I come from that type of background. And, and if I get heated, I just get heated. Is it fair to, to uh, you know, we've asked this, but uh, in a different way, is it fair to take a break? Um, in other words, you know, to, to leave and just escape. How long do you get to leave and escape? Um, who gets to leave? Um, is it fair to take personal property and disappear? You know, the, 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 the common one, the car. Is it fair to take the car, if it's the only car, or, or if it's a car you share, or something of yours, your phone, your your, you know, whatever is important to you. Is it something material? Is it fair to take that and, and, and leave? Is it fair to destroy property? Is it fair to keep someone's car? Is it fair to, 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 <laughs> to, to burn clothes, to, to put, you know, bleach on clothes? Is it fair to do that? Is it fair to take the children with you if you're mad? Is that fair? Do you both consider it fair to call family and friends? And which family and friends? Can you both do that? Can you both call family and friends? And which family and friends, if any, are considered fair? Or do you both say, we don't call any family or friends if we get into an argument? Um, do family and friends get to intervene? And under what circumstances do family and friends get to intervene? We're on number 14 now. I'm sorry for not numbering these ahead of time. But um, is there a safe word? You know how, you know, during, you know, situations you'll say, hey, this is the safe word. It means we both, we both whatever. And, 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 you know, is there a safe word? And what happens when the safe word is called? Number 15. Can anger be controlled or are you just, you know, someone who loses their temper? What do you do to control your temper? What would you need from someone else to aid you in controlling uh, your temper? What behavior makes you feel, each of you feel unsafe? Is it, you know, if you come into my personal space when we're arguing, uh, I'm going to start feeling unsafe if you raise your hand, if you yell, if you back me into a corner. If you, you know, what, what are things that make you feel 
unsafe because what may feel unsafe to one doesn't necessarily feel unsafe to the other. Uh, now we're on number 17. It's important to know. How do your parents or whomever raised this person, a grandmother, uncle, uh, foster parents, how did they resolve conflict? What did you see growing up? What did you see in resolving conflict? Um, it, it, what lessons did you take away from that? Number 18, how did the people that you looked up to resolve conflict. Now that's a little different than the first one because sometimes there's a difference between who you looked up to, someone in the neighborhood, uh, uncles, aunts, um, older siblings, the people that you looked up to, maybe let's just say in addition to the people that raised you, if you if you held them in high regard, how did they resolve conflict? Your minister. How, you know, if you ever saw those incidences, how did they resolve conflict? Number 19, what it should happen if there is kicking, slapping, punching, or one of you is injured? Do you agree that the police should be called? Do you agree that an ambulance should be called? Should the kids pick up the phone and call? Should anybody intervene? Or is this just, this just what it is? And, you know, you know, what, 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 you know, there's a lot of different responses to that. The common thought is uh, to call the police, but is that what you both agree should happen? Number 20, our last question. What are we together reevaluate, look at all things? From the beginning of, you know, a conflict, a disagreement, the middle of a conflict, a disagreement, the end of conflict, a disagreement. What do we agree? It's very important to agree ahead of time. What are the rules of uh, resolving conflict? Um, yeah. Okay, so we, we had 20, we went back, and I'm going to just go over a few now in this segment and talk about why these are important. We already talked about, you know, the feeling, number one, we're, we're talking about what makes you feel safe, what makes you feel heard. That's important to talk about because, or do, do you, I'm sorry, do you feel safe? Do you feel heard? And that's important to talk about because not everyone believes that that's a value. You may come in thinking, you know, we're going to argue and I expect to feel safe. In my home, no one ever felt unsafe when my, when my parents, you know, had, a, had a, a disagreement. But here I am with you and I feel unsafe. And that can be shocking. That has been shocking to a lot of people on both sides, men and women, uh, that, you know, someone feels inevitably unsafe. Um, and, and, and I want to make this clear. Um, I, I don't know how fluent I'll be in speaking on this, but we are not just talking about heterosexual relationships. Um, we want to be very inclusive for our LGBT folks. Um, and like I said, I'm not fluent and I'm open to being corrected. Um, 
However, I want people to feel included in this conversation that we're not just talking male and female relationships because people have various types of relationships and all of them should be safe. So, um, like I said, what, you know, you want to, you want to make sure number one, we talked about feeling heard and you would be surprised. That seems so basic, but you would be very surprised that some people might, I've, you know, it's been my experience personally and professionally that people say, no, when I'm talking, you shut up and you listen. And that's really not a, that's not safe. That's a warning sign. That's a red flag, as we say. But it's something you should talk about. And it's something you should talk about early um, and, and, and have a little reality come into, you know, this, this wonderful feeling, pleasant relationship. You want to always feel that way, whether you're angry or not. You want to always feel safe. You want to always feel heard. Uh, number two, does the person become someone completely different? Sometimes people think that's an acceptable thing. There's a difference between a mood or or, or an emotion. Uh, let's yeah, let's say an emotion. It's it, emotionally it is it is common and it's normal for people to get angry with one another. Very common. But how does does that play out? I should not be arguing with someone and suddenly they become a completely different person. And if you're saying, well, everybody becomes a completely different person, that's probably been your experience. And it doesn't mean that everybody's being Mary Poppins when you're having an argument or, you know, or Julie Andrews from Sound of Music. Everybody's not being that way. But there's a way to engage with someone that you love and that you say you care about without becoming a completely different person. And I want to say, and I'll probably say this a few times, you're able to do that. Your partner is able to do that in other settings. Folks typically don't do that when they're um, on the job. They don't typically become totally different people. They don't typically become totally different people if they're dealing with law enforcement or, or something of that nature. That's usually a little out of the norm. So just like you can be angry, but still not make people feel unsafe and unheard in other situations. You can do that with someone that is very possible to do that with people you love and people you care about. People you love and people you care about are not um, there for you to just explode and, 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 and just, you know, spill your anger all over their your rage all over them. You can be angry at people without making them feel unsafe, unheard, and still be recognizable to them as the person that they love. Number three, do your arguments make others around you feel unsafe? Now, if you're out with, if the children are around, families around, friends are around, they shouldn't say, you know, when he exploded, I fear for my life. <laughs> Even if they say that as a joke, they, they shouldn't, no one should feel that way. No one should have the, the testimony that, oh my gosh, I, I felt scared for you when you guys were arguing. That, that's red flag. That, that, that shouldn't happen. Does your partner think that name calling and slurs are fair game during a fight? You'd be surprised. 
I know that early on in my relationships, um, when I, you know, was dating someone for a very long time, we had a a, a really, um, a really like, a, I guess no other word to say, but a light bulb moment. We're arguing. And then after the argument, you know, I said, why did you call me those things? And he said, you know, and I'll probably mention this again a little further. He said, you know, I, I see that as no big deal. I see that as part of the fight. I want to win. So I'm going to call you something that's going, you know, it might hurt your feelings, but look, I'm trying to win. Oh, no. And I did accept it. I was, yeah, I accepted. I was young. We, I didn't accept it. We spoke about it and told him it hurt my feelings. And luckily he did care about me. And he did, he, he did change his behavior. And he never called me uh, those names again. He, ne- he never did that. Oh, until the relationship was over. But that's another story. But within the relationship, um, as he was proclaiming to love me and care about me, he never, yeah, never called me that. Slurs? No, 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 no. Red flag. No one should be calling you slurs. That's, that's not fair game. And you're not arguing to win anyway. You're angry and you're trying to reach some sort of resolution and understanding and, and healthy, uh, uh, yes, a healthy resolution to all of this. Nobody's trying to win here. This isn't war. This isn't a video game. This is your life and your partner's. Uh, does your partner think that pushing, grabbing, cornering, or face-to-face yelling is fair game. Oh, that's something to talk about. Because I remember um, I was working as an advocate, and there was this young girl who um, I was working with. I was serving her um, in the capacity that she was uh, uh, coming forth as a victim of domestic violence. And she said, you know, he smushed me. I said, what is smushing? And we were on the phone, so we couldn't really, you know, we weren't demonstrating. But she said, you know how someone takes their hand and puts it up against your forehead and just kind of lays it there pretty hard and just nudges you. I said, oh, that's smushing? She said, yeah. And then if they cover you their whole hand, take their whole hand and cover your face and just smush it, you know, just push it back. That's smushing. And he does that. And she asked me, she said, you know, is that domestic violence? And I, you know, I asked her, I said, well, you know, smushing isn't on <laughs> any, you know, any, any list. And I'm, I'm not laughing out of, you know, funniness. We were, um, we were having our own conversation. It wasn't funny at all. Um, she said, uh, I said, how did you feel? Did you feel safe? Did you feel heard? Did you feel disrespected? Did you feel humiliated? She said, yeah, I felt disrespected and humiliated. And I didn't know how much further this was going to go. So I wouldn't say I felt unsafe, but it sure didn't feel very good. And, you know, that's, that's, I, I just told her, you know, think about, think, think about that. Not so much fitting in on a list of things that I, I have here before me or, or that I know about, um, just ask yourself, how did you feel in that moment? Did you feel safe? Did you feel loved? Did you feel respected? Or did you feel humiliated, degraded? How did you feel? 
that's 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 what I left her with, and and she made. I'm gonna tell you, she made a very safe a very uh, safe choice for her. Once we said, once we talked about that. What if number six, someone gets extremely angry? Should you walk away? Is it fair game to keep someone from walking away if they want to? Now, just to come to heterosexual relationships, because pretty much uh, I'm, I, I've worked with folks in various types of relationships, but I just, this happens often in heterosexual relationships where someone wants to leave. They say, you know, I'm getting too angry. I can't, I can't stay here. And one of the persons who could be men or the man or the woman says, no, you're not leaving. We're resolving this right now. And right there, the really, it, things get more heated. And I'm not saying that the person who maybe, as we say commonly, hauled off and hit someone is in the right, but it's to say, in order to stay safe and keep that as a priority, might be best to let someone go, you know, you know, now that's, that's different because we're going to talk different about taking kids and that, that kind of thing. But it might be different, you know, it might be safer to just let someone go so that the relation, so that your argument can, or disagreement or conflict can kind of cool off a bit. Uh, it, it, it just might be safe. Um, however, that's something that should be agreed upon, hopefully before there's a conflict or either in an evaluation of, of, of the conflict. And by the way, you should be doing that along, along the way with relationships. When you have an argument, that type of thing, these type of, these are the type of questions you want to constantly ask one another because it's, it's, it's a healthy thing to do. Um, it, how you argue in 20 years and, and, and all of that, 20 years in and all of that can be very different. What you say, what you know about one another, the more you know, the more hurtful you can be to one another. Um, these, are, these are questions you should be asking, not just in the beginning, as my stepfather said. You should be asking these questions of one another in the end, uh, all through. Let's go to number seven. Are there effective ways to calm an argument down if it seems it's about to be heated? And, you know, can, you know, is, is, is there some signal you can give one another? And that actually collapses into number 14. So we can go ahead and collapse the two. Is there a safe word? Is there a way to say, you know, this is getting a little heated. Uh, lemon. Let, let's take a, let's take a break. Put a bookmark here, put a, put a, put a post-it note here, what have you, and come back to this when we're a little less angry, a little less emotional about it, when we both had time to kind of think things through. No guarantee things will be less heated, but at least let's, let's just keep this, this pot from boiling over. All right. Number eight, uh, I think we kind of did that. Is it fair to take a break? I think we're cool on that. Um, but when we're talking about breaks, let, let me just say, you need to talk about how long is, is fair game for a break. Is it 
a few minutes? Is it a day? I mean, how long is it? Uh, how long is, you know, kind of safe to take a break? And is it fair? Do you agree to take a break? And I, I say for safety, yes, it is. We're going to take a break at number 10, by the way. Is it fair to take personal property and disappear? No, it isn't. Uh, let me just add, this is where the criminal justice system can get involved. And I don't think it, either of you want that because later on the relationship, you know, you may have resolved it one way or the other. You're going to stay together. You're not. And somebody's got a charge for running off with the car or running off with this or burning. <laughs> Ooh, can we think of that example? Example, those of you who are a certain age or burning tennis shoes in a bathtub. And now we got arson charges or burning uh, clothing. Charges have been pressed. Burning those clothing is something else caught on fire or, you know, or, 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 or the, the, the apartment is now uh, 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 pressing charges. Or I've, You see so much how this can go wrong with taking someone's personal property. And yes, that does dive into number 10, destroying property, keying a car. People keyed the wrong car at night. And so even though once you guys have wrapped things up and everything is great and groovy, you keyed the wrong car or you did whatever in the heat of the moment, these things are not safe to do for either party. These things are not are not safe because you're you're just revving it up, revving it up, revving it up, revving it up. And before you know it, that pie has boiled over and things, everything around you has been destroyed. And it's a little too late over an argument, a disagreement, a conflict. So I'm going to stop it here and take a break because we're going to do a part two. So uh, but we do understand these are things that are not fair. It's a red flag. It makes people around you feel you sh people around you should not feel unsafe. The 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 reason you're having this argument is to resolve conflict, not to cause pain, not to cause people to feel unsafe, not to destroy property, not to take things away. The 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 purpose of resolving conflict is to add to a relationship not subtract from it or other people or property in any way. All right, so we'll end it there. Thanks for listening. There will be a part two so we can get through the last uh, 20. All right, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. You can reach us, we survive abuse.com. Looking forward to seeing you. Bye, guys.